I woke up alone. I knew I was alone before I opened my eyes. Not because of the silence or the chill, but because of the ache in my chest that remained in his absence. Although it wasn't typical for him to leave our bed without waking me, this welcome to the day did not surprise me. Last night, he was so distant. He had turned from me and laid there without our nightly ritual of making love, without even speaking to me. Every night for the past 13 years we have made love, except for a rare occasion when he was indisposed or I was suffering some minor ailment. Even on nights when he returned late from planning campaigns with his court, or from a hunting party, or troop rally, when most of the night was spent, he would wake me with the gentle feel of his nakedness atop me, with the smell of soft wood smoke in his hair. He would kiss my neck, push up my nightgown, and slip inside me. Most nights we went to bed together, and always trying to please me. He would kiss and massage my body until I thought I would burn from the inside. Thirteen years had passed and we had barely ever fallen asleep without our shared juices covering our thighs and wrapped in each other's arms. And yet, last night, I fell asleep cold alone and confused. Despite our efforts and the pleasure we experienced from them, I still had not conceived him any children. Sometimes after making love, he would trace circles around my abdomen with his fingertips, and I knew he was silently praying for a miracle to happen. Such a stark difference to the way he acted last night. I sighed and turned on my side, trying to find comfort on the plush bed and pillows. Not only had my husband ignored me yesterday, my lady-in-waiting had posed some very disconcerting questions while she prepared my bath. His lordship has been very kind to you, Lady Reyna. Wondering why she was deviating from her usual gossip of the affairs of lords and ladies, I responded warily. Yes, he has. She dipped her hand in, testing the temperature of the water. It is too bad that no little children have filled our halls. The look I gave her made her quickly turn her gaze away, and I hoped it ended the conversation. I could tell she wasn't through when she hesitantly approached me. She pursed her lips, holding back something she wanted to say. What? I demanded. Her eyes glittered with mischief. There are many handsome men in the court. She leaned forward, her bodice only half covering her full chest. I sighed in annoyance, not wanting to hear another tale of her escapades. Lady Reyna, have you ever considered taking one of the nobles to your bed? What? Just for one night? His lordship would never know. I opened my mouth, but no words left it. After a moment, my pride overpowered my surprise. Never. I turned my back to her. If I hadn't, I wouldn't have been able to contain my anger. What made her suggest such a thing? I wondered as I stretched out on the bed. The urge to get up and start my day drowned out my desire to hide in bed and pretend I did not exist. 
I started to sit up when the door opened. I lifted the blankets over my chest to cover the thin, dainty nightgown until I saw whom it was. He wasn't smiling, but his expression was easy. He had tamed his ear-length wavy black hair that was usually wild when he woke. He wore his tan flax linen tunic and a leather vest, black pants, and leather boots. I tried to figure out what occasion he was dressed for. Not a formal meeting with his court or knights, something casual. He left the door ajar and started walking toward the bed. I bent my legs to stand and meet him, but something in his eyes held me. Did he want to make up for last night? Determination in his step and intensity in his gaze suggested he might. But then, why did he leave the door ajar?